Hello, what's going on, y'all? Happy Wednesday afternoon. We've got a great guest with us. Courtney, how are you How are you doing? I'm just really excited right now. Yeah, yeah. We, so we've got a great guest with us today, the head football coach of South Carolina, Shane Beamer. Coach, how's it going today? How are you doing? It's, uh, it's great. Appreciate you guys having me on. I'm excited to be with you. Yeah, no, no, we appreciate it. I know you're busy with just uh, starting spring ball, and this has been one of those things. I started this podcast a couple months ago, and you know, you were one of the guys that I definitely wanted to have on the show. Um, just you've got one of the best Twitter games out there. Um, fun to follow. You and Lane Kiffin, uh, you guys kind of kind of keep it up between the two of you guys. So <laughs> it's uh, it's fun for sure. Um, yeah, I try and be a little less controversial than he can be sometimes. <laughs> yeah, no, he he's good he, he gives it out better than I do, that's for sure. But I uh, just try and be myself and have fun with it, and, and uh, you know, uh, do the but all I can to bring attention to our program. Yeah, no, you do a great job for sure, for sure. So spring ball just started a couple of days ago. How are how are things going so far? A couple of days in. Yeah, it's been great. Um, you know, for to a. Uh, uh, day one of practice didn't look like a normal day one. I mean, I've been some places where you finish the first day of practice and you're like, oh my God, are we going to win a game uh, this season? And, you know, our guys, they, they look like they knew how to practice, if that makes sense. And, and usually early on in the spring, because you've got so many new faces, you see a lot of mental errors and you see a lot of penalties and just sloppy play. And, and, uh, I didn't see that yesterday. I mean, it was a, it was it was a really good start, and credit our strength and conditioning program for the work they put in with our players. Credit our players for the work they put in since they came back in January and uh, what they've retained knowledge-wise from last year, and and building on what we did, and then also the new guys that have come in wasn't like they were lost out there yesterday either. So uh, got a ways to go by no means if we arrived, but it was a good first uh, good start for us and eager to get into the rest of the spring. Well, awesome. That's great. So I know spring brings spring ball, but it also brings one of my favorite events at the University of South Carolina, and that is the high school coaches clinic. I, uh, I saw where you tweeted about that a couple of days ago. Um, I know Kim Fields and Jessica Jackson and the coaching staff and all these other people I've forgotten to mention are probably putting on a great event this year. Uh, so tell us a little about a little bit about that. And then also kind of the follow up question there would be just kind of, you know, why do you put this event on and is, you know, how do you feel like, what do you think the role is for high school coaches, not only in college ball, but just in general um, in the game of football? Yeah, it'll be, uh, it'll be fantastic. You know, really looking forward to it. A lot of people that have put a lot of work into it for us. And, and it's great to be able to just get coaches back on campus because last year during the springtime, no one could come on campus because of, you know, COVID restrictions. So we really couldn't have co we couldn't have an in-person clinic. We did it all virtual and, and high school coaches really couldn't come visit and watch practice and things like that. So it's great to be able to have those guys back out, you know, at our first spring practice, we had, uh, I think four high school coaches that were here out watching just on day one. And, and we've got a bunch more coming this weekend and things like that as well. And then as far as the clinic goes, uh, it'll be a great experience. I put it on one just to, you know, to help people continue to learn the game of football. Certainly we want to spotlight our program and be able to showcase what we're about here in this program. So anyone that's at our clinic will be able to 
you know, be around our coaches and, and listen to other coaches from the outside and be in meetings and see us practice and see how we do things. So it's certainly a way for us to showcase our program. But um, for me, it's just to be able to learn, you know, to learn from listen to Brett Favre talk and, and be able to listen and learn from Matt Rule, who's uh, turned around and built two programs in Temple and Baylor and is now in the NFL. And and to listen to Danny Smith, who's one of the premier special teams coaches in all of football. Me, selfishly, it's an opportunity to learn, not just from those guys, but from the other coaches that are here, the high school coaches and, and, and any college coach that may come. So uh, that part's really good. And and, um, you know, I have so much respect. Coaching is coaching, whether you're at the NFL level, college level, high school level. It's all the same. And, and uh, we all get into it for the right reasons, but have a ton of respect for high school coaches because, you know, they really are at the at the uh, the, the foundation, you know, of, of uh, football players and the lessons that they're able to instill in young men and and the guys that were, were recruiting their programs. And, and my dad was a high school coach before he got into college coaching and, and had a hall of fame career. He was a high school coach for multiple years up in Virginia. And, um, and uh, uh, just really excited about the chance to get those guys back on our campus and spend time with them this weekend or next weekend, I guess it is. Yeah, no, that's, that's cool for sure. Yeah. So it's you and Brett Favre and Matt rule. Yep. And, and Danny Smith with the Pittsburgh Steelers, our special team, our, the special teams coordinator for the Steelers. So, you know, at this clinic, uh, pretty much every single one of our coaches will will, will speak and, and present. And uh, all of those guys we just named will as well. And then on the, uh, the first night of the clinic, uh, we'll have, you know, this very uh, 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 casual just kind of like chalk talks where, you know, our coaches will be around and I'll be around and coaches can just get around and socialize and, and talk football, you know, so it'll be great to be able to do it. And we want to, you know, make ours one of the best in the country. And this will be a great year one uh, for us to be able to do it. Yeah. No, no, well, I think cool. I, I think I saw low country boil on the, uh, on the menu there. So that'll definitely make it one of the, one of the number ones <laughs> yeah. in my opinion. That, that's, that's a must. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. My dad used to cook that for me all the time. I'm from Spartanburg, and God, he he used to man, force feed, feed us that low country boil all the time. <laughs> yeah, exactly. There's there's a reason he ran to Oklahoma. He doesn't yeah. like seafood that much. Yeah, not a seafood guy. Not doesn't work good in South Carolina. So, Coach, let's talk about this past season uh, for just for a bit. I mean, South Carolina wins six games the prior two years to you being uh, you know the head coach. And you win seven games last year. I thought it was incredible. Um, uh, you know, a lot of people didn't think you guys would win that many games. I mean, how did you get the players and coaching staff to buy in, you know, that fast to have that big of a turnaround? Uh, good question. Um, how much time you got? Um, you know, it's one of those, I think it was, first of all, starting with the players. I mean, they were, they were hungry and they were tired of losing and were willing to do anything that we asked them to do, you know, to be successful. So give them credit because they didn't have to buy into us or listen to us, but you know, they did. And I think that stems from, they just saw um, that myself and the coaching staff, 
you know, we may not be a lot of things, but one thing we are is we're real and we're genuine. And I think our players realized it, it wasn't a, an act. You know, what you see with me every day is what you get. And, and we don't want to be a staff or, or an organization that personality-wise, it's like a roller coaster every day, highs, lows, all that. Just, there's going to be good and bad, but just trying to stay consistent and uh, keep the message consistent, you know, throughout the year and treat people right. And, and that's really, you know, what we did. And, and came together great and, and uh, certainly had a lot of great moments last year and other moments that weren't so great. But the one thing about this group is they just continued to compete and, and, and come to work. And I've said in a couple of interviews before, like, you know, was, no matter what had happened the day before on Saturday, good or bad, whether it be a bad loss out in College Station, Texas, or a great win, um, at East Carolina or Florida, Auburn, whoever, you know, every Sunday when we came back into our football facility to start the next week, it was, they came ready to work, you know, and, and, and start the new week and learn from what we did, good or, good or bad, win or lose and, uh, and, and get better. And that's what we just did throughout the season and improved as the year went on and, and certainly finished strong in that bowl game. Yeah, no, it was uh, really impressive how you guys finished out the year. Um, for sure. And, you know, this year it's like, yeah, like you said, it was kind of like going into the, the your first season, it was kind of like doom and gloom with the players in the previous two years and, you know, seeing stuff in the media, but, but now it's like, it's the polar opposite, you know, where, where now it's like everyone's, Oh, South Carolina is going to be really good this year. You know? So now we have a night televised <laughs> spring game coming up as well. Uh, yeah. So you were talking about, you, you know, some of your new players, you're surprised at how ready they are to rise to the occasion. Do you think these young guys are ready for their first SEC night game coming up now in April versus uh, the fall? I hope so. Um, you know, it's, <laughs> it's, uh, it'll be that'll be great. You know, we got a lot of work to do until we get to the spring game in April. But uh one, what a reward for our players, you know, to culminate spring practice. That'll be fifth practice number 15 uh, for us at that point. And what a reward for those guys. Um, and, you know, I, I never take for granted being able to come into williams Bryce Stadium and coach on that field. And, and even the spring game last year in the afternoon, it was – it was pretty special you know, to be in there for the first time. So for a lot of our players, whether they're new from high school or transfers from some smaller schools, you know, whatever the attendance is in our stadium that night, and it better be a record crowd for a spring game. But for a lot of our guys, that's going to be the biggest crowd they've ever played in. And uh, it'll be fun and a reward for them, but certainly a reward for our fans as well. I know there is a lot of excitement, a lot of new faces that our fans are eager to see. And that'll be a great recruiting night for us as well. The amount of uh, prospects that have you know, communicated to us, they want to come and be a part of that on that Saturday night. It's pretty special. So I can't wait. A lot of work to do uh, until then. But, you know, you guys mentioned that there are expectations and things like that. But, you know, right now it's worrying about what we can control and let's just you know, getting ready for practice tomorrow and, and having the very best practice we can have tomorrow and just continuing to try and, and uh, you know, and get better. Yeah, and by the way, uh, shout out to your social media department. They absolutely killed that that uh, hype video uh, yeah. they posted a couple of days. No, yeah. they were unbelievable. So we did that event at the very end of the video is, is all the stuff in the dark. Um, 
And, and we did that, uh, I guess, two Thursdays ago, tomorrow, two weeks tomorrow, two weeks on Thursday. Um, and Justin King, who does a, a phenomenal job with all of our social media, you know, he texted me afterwards and he's like, I could just put out a video showcasing that night, but I really want to take some time and, and make it really special you know so when he tells you that you know it's going to be like award-winning and epic yeah if he wants to spend some extra time wanted to do it and he uh he, he didn't hold back and, and that was that was awesome it's been greatly received by uh anybody i have a complaint i'm i'm tired of getting emotional watching all of his content i need him to come up with something that's a little bit more easy to heal yeah so. it makes you feel any better i'm in the middle of it and i still get emotional and chills every time i watch it so, uh I'm I, sure. I, I know where you're coming from yeah so you mentioned transfers, by the way, uh, but, you know, when you were talking and everything, which, of course, I think we have to bring up the transfer portal. And, um, you know, a lot of people, there's especially on Twitter, of course, you've got your positive, your negative feedback, all that good stuff. But no matter what, transfer portal is definitely changing the game of college football. And in what ways do you think it's going to leave a lasting impact on on kind of the way that y'all approach recruiting, the way just the game itself is played, everything like that? What's your what are your thoughts? Um, you know, it's, I've said it before. I mean, I've, we've experienced the bad and the good. I mean, when I got hired, there were a bunch of guys that were on the team when I got hired that were already in the portal before I even walked in this building and mm -hmm. some that went in the portal shortly after I got hired. And uh, we had a recruit on campus today and I was telling his dad about it that, you know, there was a point where when I first got hired, I'm looking around and I'm like, we don't have hardly any defensive backs in our program, you know, just because so many had left to go to transfer to other schools when I got hired. So that affected us. But then we were able to replenish our roster and bring some guys in that were transfers that played, you know, meaningful uh, snaps for us last season. So we've, you know, we've, we've benefited from it. We've been affected like every school has. We're no different. Uh, I think the, the probably the, the biggest impact is just the way that schools approach uh, recruiting nowadays. And I uh, heard somebody, I was reading an article the other day and they kind of equated it to um, high school recruiting is like the NFL draft. And then the transfer portal is like free agency. So it's kind of like two different entities. And, and I'm not saying it's exactly like that with college, but it is one of those where, you know, for example, for us last season uh, in high school recruiting, we were looking to sign uh, one to two high school running backs. And for whatever reason, last December on signing day, we didn't sign any running backs. Well, we at that point could say, well, we need to go try and attack this transfer portal and see what we can what, what's available in the portal. And we brought in two running backs. Uh, that are here now with us, one from Wake Forest and one from Georgia that were running backs. And uh, we went from really concerned on signing day because we didn't sign anybody to feeling really, really good about the two that are in this program uh, right now. So, you know, that's just an example, but it's a different way to approach things. And we always want to start with high school recruiting. Don't get me wrong, you know, and um, we're in a state, frankly, that's population-wise is a lot smaller than Texas and California and Florida and Georgia. So there's not as many 
uh, SEC prospects that come out of the state of South Carolina as are some of those other states. So we've got to be creative in one how we recruit, uh, but also we've got to be able to you know utilize different avenues like the transfer portal as well year to year to you know to supplement certain positions on our roster that maybe the, the numbers uh, and the depth aren't where they need to be. Yeah, no, I thought you guys did a really good job in the transfer portal this year. Um, you know, brought in some key guys, like you said, with running back Christian Bill Smith. Uh, and then, of course, Rattler, Stogner, um, you know, you were out in Norman um, before you came to South Carolina. With your, did your relationship with Spencer Rattler just kind of pick up where it left off or, you know, how, how did that, you know, that all come about? Yeah, pretty much. Um, you know, one one thing about me is anywhere that I've ever coached, I've always got I've always had just really, really special and great relationships with all the players on the roster. You know, I try and be a people person. I try and be a relationship person. And, you know, I didn't want to go coach anywhere where the only guys that I had good relationships with were the coach, the players at my position. I mean, I wanted to get to know everybody. And that's one thing that helped me is I was involved with special teams everywhere that I coached. So it was great because when you're the special teams coordinator, you've got to have a relationship with pretty much every player on the team because they're all playing for you and doing different things. So that helped me. Um, and then uh, with Spencer, I had a great relationship with him when I was at Oklahoma and, and uh, came here. And it's, you know, it's kind of crazy. It's it's dumb in a lot of ways, but, you know, you're not really allowed to keep in touch with 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 players at a school you just came from because technically it's considered tampering, which is the dumbest thing in the world that, you know, I couldn't like legally keep up with guys. Now Lincoln Raleigh knew that I wasn't trying to call and recruit his players to come to Oklahoma, but it wasn't like Spencer and I were talking every single week or daily. We weren't, but when I first communicated with him in December, when he had gone in the portal, um, it was like, we had just talked yesterday, you know, and, Mm -hmm. and didn't miss a beat and, we already had Austin Stogner, you know, that had visited here, the tight end from Oklahoma. And I know Austin told Spencer, you know, good things about us. And and uh, Spencer won. I mean, he believes in me and we have a good relationship or he wouldn't have been interested in us. But, you know, Spencer wasn't going to come to South Carolina just because of me. He had to believe in what we're doing here, the other coaches, the program, the players around him and, and Clearly, he he did and does because he decided to come here. He's been fantastic and excited for uh, excited for the future with him and, and all those transfers that we've brought in. Sure, yeah, that's huge. yeah. Well, that's awesome. Yeah, you mentioned you know you are you see what you get kind of guy. You've talked about like you are definitely a relationship person and you're very open about who you are as a person, especially on Twitter. And one thing you definitely don't back away from is the fact that not on top, you know, you're a coach, but you are also a dad. Um, and I noticed recently you tweeted that you are a dance dad because you were at a dance competition. So I'm, I'm also I'm the daughter of a high school football coach and, and I used to do performance competitions and that sort of thing. And I noticed that my dad had a really hard time separating coach from dad. And one of your favorite words to say, because I listen to all your press conferences, is compete. So how often do you say the word compete to your daughters right before there? I mean, how much of that is, you know, are you a little bit of a dance dad? Um, <laughs> that's pretty good. Probably, uh, probably more than I should. Uh, mm-hmm. Really, my, my oldest daughter, she's playing soccer right now. She did basketball in the winter. She did volleyball in the fall. Um, 
So probably with her, I say it a lot more than I do with the dance right. one. The dance, <laughs> you know, if, if you've been around it, it's intense. Yeah, um, well, and there's yeah. no, you can't, like with volleyball, you go, you know what? We missed this bump and that's why it scored this way. Like with dance, it's so subjective. It is. Like <laughs> I I went to the one that I tweeted about up in, up in North Carolina and, you know, my daughter did a, a solo early on a Friday morning. And I mean, I thought she was amazing. And um, well, I was blown away. Uh, and she didn't feel that way after the performance. And it's like, I don't know what to say exactly. <laughs> and then you go out in the hallway and and there's a lot of young girls that are feeling the same way as well. So it was it was definitely a different environment me than what I'm used to. I think I'm a little bit more comfortable in the gym watching basketball and volleyball and being around right, my yeah. and watching this sport, but it is neat being able to support them and um mm -hmm. you know certainly compete is you're you're with a group but then you're also on your own with the dance as well. But uh right. I do say that word a lot. I say it with them but you know I'm just proud of all all three of the, the our children because whatever activity they're in. My dad used to say it all the time. I don't care if you play football or whatever you do, but whatever you do, just do it to the very best of your abilities and, and, mm -hmm. and make sure you give maximum effort. And, and I just tend to say the same thing and, and I'm proud of them because they do really work hard, you know, for the most part at the, at the sports and the, the, the activities they want to be a part of and, and yeah. it's fun watching them, but I don't do well watching them perform, you know, it's, right. it's hard for me to, <laughs> when I'm coaching in my own games, I can have some control over it, but there's no control over their events. <laughs> it's tough to watch. Right. Yeah. <laughs> no, for sure. That's really so fun. compete is on the Beamer family crest then. So it's, yeah, <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I think my son's got it. Like my son's got it bad and he's taking it to the extreme. Um, mm -hmm. It was back you know, in the spring of 2020, when everything was shut down and everybody was working for home, we got into like at night as a family, just playing Uno, the card game. <laughs> I mean, it, and it would be, Get it would be like epic meltdown if he didn't win. Um, or, <laughs> or he got into uh, like, you know, like the, the uh, memory game, but mm -hmm. with like you turn them over, flip them over, flip them back, like old school memory. Well, he did that with NFL football helmets and he'd want to compete with me on that. And he's really good. He very rarely lost, but if he lost, it was, I mean, it was, we had to have some, <laughs> we had to have some talks about there's a, how you handle losing and things like that. So hey, look. he's still got that in him. I'd rather him be that way than not competitive, hey. but he's, he's yeah, show he's me a good loser and I'll show you a loser. Yeah. <laughs> <Exactly>. <laughs> <laughs> that's definitely rubbed off on him yeah that's awesome now here's the real question do his older sisters take advantage of that and kind of <laughs> kind of poke the bear in some ways but i think they're smart enough to not mess with him like they don't want to get involved <laughs> and um uh they kind of steer clear of that also they can certainly take advantage of it when they want but they're they're pretty good to him and try to stay away from, from that uh uh any kind of conflict that's oh awesome goodness. Hey, so a question I got. So, you know, I, I grew up a Clemson fan, kind of grew up in that South Carolina Clemson rivalry. You're the head coach, uh, you know, at South Carolina. What is that Clemson South Carolina rivalry like as a head coach? Because I call it like a 
365 day a year rivalry where it's just constant. Yeah. I mean, what 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 is that like for you? I don't think people you guys know because you've been around it. I don't think people realize just how intense that rivalry is. And it's just like you said, it's 365 and it's yeah. every sport um, that it's that rivalry in that the fans are passionate about, you know, and, and I've been a lot of places, you know, the football rivalry is big, but they didn't care what happened in sport X, you know, that wasn't football, not here. I mean, no. it could be any sport no. and I mean, it is bitter uh, and there's great pride in, in winning that game, no matter what the sport is. Uh, so that, I think, is unique to this rivalry because it's not like that. I've been a part of Oklahoma, Texas, and Georgia, Florida, Georgia, Georgia Tech, and Virginia, Virginia Tech, and on and on and on, and all the great rivalries. But this one's, you know, certainly on a, on a different level in a lot of ways. Oh, yeah. um, and then just being the head coach of it is – it's. I feel most, I feel fortunate to be in the middle of the rivalry. Um, you know, I was here before where uh, we, my first two years at Carolina, we lost to Clemson. And then that was the year that Coach Sweeney got the job. And then after that, we ran off two in a row and then three more in a row after I left. So that five-year streak. And and then obviously Clemson's had a great run since then. That You know, we got to do our part to, to, to start winning some of these games. But, you know, there's great – uh, respect for the rivalry. I feel very grateful to be a part of it. And, you know, and it's one of those things. I mean, we know it's a rivalry, but I don't sit around worrying about what Clemson's doing each and every day. It's, I better be worried about what we're doing here in this program and just continue to do a great job here in Columbia of elevating our program. And, uh, you know, you do that and the rest will, the rest will take care of itself. But I'm certainly, I'm certainly reminded of how important, that game is and that rivalry is pretty uh pretty regularly so i don't i don't have to worry about ever losing sight of that i'm, I'm told pretty regularly um uh, yeah. how important it is especially on like twitter it, it man it, it just gets wild on twitter mm-hmm. like yesterday i posted a tweet like school with the most national championships uh in every state and i put south carolina because i think y'all have I believe it was like 20 to 14 mm-hmm. because of your uh, South Carolina's equestrian national championships. Yep. And you had Clemson fans coming in saying like, well, we had national championships in bass fishing and, you know, <laughs> <laughs> those and yeah. And yeah. By the way, we do too. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. I want no part of that. So better, uh, Better, uh, better you than me to be in the middle of that war. I can, I can remember my freshman year at Carolina, the, the guy that I was dating was on the club ping pong team. And when they played the club Clemson ping pong team, there were apparently like 50 people there because yeah, purely because we were playing Clemson. Yeah. yeah. (laughs) Speaking of other sports, you have been very supportive of other sports teams. I think you even went to a club hockey game, uh, recently, um, it's, I mean, it's incredible to see that you sure. are very committed to the culture that is the university of South Carolina, not just the university of South Carolina football program. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I know that you and the other coaches are tight, so I won't say that you're wanting to replace any coaches, but in a world where college football no longer exists, but you still have to coach what South Carolina sports team would you want to coach? Ooh. Um, this is like a pageant question. <laughs> um, 
golf. There you go. Get to, uh, okay. get to yeah. play. Yeah. Golf. I think it's just great. Like I look at I look when I was at Oklahoma, uh one of my very best friends and still is one of my very, very best friends is Ryan Hibble, the golf coach at Oklahoma. And we still talk and text regularly, but like his schedule would come out for the fall and the spring. And I'm looking at it. And I'm like, Oh my God, like Hawaii <laughs> and you know, wherever Puerto Rico and California and Pebble beach. And, and I'm like this, I need this. And then now here at Carolina with, with, uh, Kaylin Anderson, our women's coach and, and Bill McDonald, our men's coach, just seeing the places that they get to, to go, uh, compete at, I think that's pretty neat and, and uh, uh, you know, certainly would be fun. And then just from an action standpoint, uh, there's a lot of them, but I don't know as much about other ones as I do, you know, certain ones. So I would probably say basketball, you know, I played mm -hmm. basketball growing up and, and that's one where the action's nonstop and back and forth, but I really do enjoy all sports and, and that's what I love just being a part of a, of a college environment is that. And, you know, I've always just loved being in college athletics and not the NFL because you're in the middle of, of a college environment and South and Columbia, South Carolina is a great college town because it's not a, it's not a small, small, small town. It's a, you know, a bigger city, but it's a college feel to it. Yeah. Which I love and, and being able to go out and support the other sports is great for one. It's great as a dad just being able to take my children to different sporting events and expose them to different sports and being able to go watch all the sports that we have at Carolina is great for my kids because they enjoy it. Um, and, and I've had a lot of fun being able to do that and getting exposed to some sports that they didn't really hadn't really been around. And um, and then also, I just I love to learn. And when I go, I really spend a lot of time, yes, supporting the team, but honestly, just watching the coaches and, and how they coach and, and how they handle their players and, and how they handle adjustments and things like that during the game or during during the match. So I uh, love being part of it. There's there's a ton of great things to do here in Columbia, but, you know, going to Carolina sporting events is, is right up here at the top uh, for me for a lot of reasons. Yeah, that's really cool to see how much to it means. You can see how much it means to the fan base when they see you at an event and and, uh, you know, how excited they get when you speak and just really good at getting the crowd revved up. It's really cool to see. Yeah. So appreciate it. I got a few that I got to get to. There's a few that I haven't <laughs> had a chance to get to. So I'm eager to get out. Uh, I got to get the beach volleyball. I got to get the tennis. Beach volleyball. Um, I got a few of these coming up that I haven't had a chance to get to this year. So I'm coming. I'll be there soon. I didn't. Yeah. I didn't even know y'all had a hockey team until yeah. I saw you at the, at the game. That was cool. Yeah. Cool. That was wild. Coach, I know. So on the clock here, last question I want to ask. Um, so, Mar you know, March Madness starts tomorrow. Have you had time to fill out a bracket? I haven't. See, this is where I'm like overly like obsessive and anal. Like, if I'm gonna do it, I'm gonna take like hours to like sit down and do it. So, first of all, you can't bet on anything. I'm not trying to break any NCAA rules. So <laughs> it would literally only yeah. be from my personal college or mm -hmm. personal knowledge competition, but. Like if I'm going to do it, I'm going to study every team. I'm going to get the breakdowns of <laughs> their season and their scores. And I just, I don't have the time to do it. I'm not one of those guys that's just going to buzz through it in two minutes and say, all right, that's my bracket. Like I'm going to put my <laughs> heart into it. And I haven't. 
I'm eager to watch it. Like I can't wait to uh, watch it tomorrow night and, and throughout the weekend. Mm-hmm. I love the opening weekend of it, but I have uh, I I have not. But should be a uh, should be a great tournament. Yeah, no, it's gonna be fun for sure. Yeah, you'll for have sure. to tweet out what Hunter's picks are then. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he'll, he'll be into it. He was glued yeah. to the television last night watching. Uh, who was it? Texas Corpus Christi or whoever was playing? Texas Southern and yeah, Texas Corpus Christi. He yeah. was he was glued to the television last night watching that <laughs> one, um, when I uh, when I got home. So he's into it. He's ready. He's uh, he's excited to follow Coach Staley in our women's program in the tournament. And, yeah. And um, and then he's uh, he's followed SEC basketball enough where he knows the different players on the different SEC basketball teams that'll be playing in it. So he's he's eager to eager to get going. So I'll let you know. <laughs> All right, sounds good. Well, hey, thank you so much for coming on. Yeah, good luck thank you the rest so much. Of, yeah, spring uh, for spring practice. Um, yeah, really, really appreciate you coming on. No, uh, you got it. Thanks for uh, thanks for asking me. You guys do an awesome job and. Love following you on Twitter and hope to do it again soon with you. Yeah, Thanks. Absolutely. Thanks. And hey, go Cox. Go yeah. Cox. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yep. All right. That was cool. Coach. That was super he, wonderful. He's, yeah. That, he's, a, he's a cool guy. Um, uh, you can tell he's got the, uh, he's going to turn it around there pretty quickly. Yeah. Well, I hope so. Yeah. <laughs> That's selfish on my part, but no, it's just, it's really great to, I think now we've, we've had some experience and we've been very lucky that all of the coaches that we've interviewed and interacted with, they very much so are the, when I'm speaking to you, what I'm saying to you is what I live out kind of deal. And it just, I don't know, for me, especially being the daughter of a coach, seeing him kind of, it was fun to watch his body language and his, you know, when he was talking about his daughter competing and how you could tell that he's just like nervous for her, but you know, has no way or control over it. And it's just, it's fun to, to kind of interact with someone that you can just tell it's genuine. Yeah, no, you can tell, I mean, what, what he's saying, you, you know, that that's what he means and that's what he lives by. And uh, I don't know. It's cool. It's fun to watch. And I, I mean, even if I know like OU fans that just root for South Carolina just solely because of him. Um, yeah. Boomer and, Cox. Uh, yeah. Yeah. It's, uh, he's hard. He's just hard not to root for. And, mm-hmm. you know, he's, he's just, he's cool. Uh, uh, that was fun. For sure. It was really great. Yeah. So big thanks to him again. Really appreciate it. And um, thank you for having me on as always. Yeah. And uh, I guess we'll see you back next week. Yeah. Yeah. No, for everyone listening, uh, thanks for listening. First of all, you know, do us a favor, hit that subscribe button or like or comment. Um, you know, we hope you all enjoyed it. We'll try and get more uh, guests on the show, start to get more of a routine as we get closer to football season. But uh, but this is fun. And uh, uh, it's, it's nice outside. So we'll see you guys later. <laughs>